And welcome to the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. It is September 18th, 2017. I'm Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, author of Trade Show Success, 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level. I also blog at tradeshowguyblog.com. I got a small project management exhibit company here in Oregon called Trade Show Guy Exhibits. Now, this week on Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, one of my favorite topics, which is 3D exhibit design. Now, I'm not a designer, nor do I pretend to be one or act like one on TV. It's a bit of a stretch, you know, to talk in depth about 3D exhibit design for long. I can probably say a couple of uh, neat phrases, but uh, I love to see what designers come up with during, you know, using very limited constraints of space and often very limited pricing constraints as well. So for this week's interview, I wanted to talk with a pro. So I talked with Katina Regal-Zapay, who is a designer with classic exhibits in Portland, Oregon. Her experience in 3D exhibit design is wide and deep and varied, and it was a fun and illuminating conversation. So we're talking with Katina Regal-Zapay, who is with Classic Exhibits, uh, one of the uh, staff designers there. And we thought it would be fun to talk about how Katina approaches design. She's been doing this for a decade now as 3D exhibit designer uh, and came from a, a design background. So good morning or hello, Katina. Nice to see you. Hello, Tim. And we've got your screen up here, so we'll probably just look at your screen for the most part. Uh, you've got a nice design. This Is this an island booth uh, that you've got pulled up here? This is an island booth. It's a 20 by 40 island. Um, and yeah, let me just dive right in because okay. I brought together some really fun images today that exemplify sort of the creativity you can accomplish within a confined space when you have a really strong brand or a message or a theme that you need to carry out. And this is one of my favorite designs that I did um, for Petronash. And basically what you got to do as a designer um, right off the bat is just get get into the brand, whether they have a website or branding guidelines or images or, um, you know, whatever their messages or their product is that they sell or their service that they offer. You just really have to delve in and figure out what it is, what it's all about and, and start thinking about how to portray that in a 3D space. That's probably one of your biggest so, challenges really is to to get that brand so that people recognize it in an instant. Uh, that That's when they're walking right. by with uh, hundreds, if not thousands of other uh, booths on the floor. So that seems to be your, your primary mm -hmm. objective. And then everything kind of falls in under that, whether it's function, whether it's, uh, you know, what they need for monitors and this and that. So yeah, please walk us through. Right. They definitely want to differentiate themselves from the other people around them at the show hall and just project an image. Um, there's obviously going to be functional things that the booth needs to accomplish, but in my mind, the, the feeling that people get from that first look at the space is so paramount, so important because people... Um, that's going to be the lasting impression, that first impression, like they, they've always said, it's so important. And um, that's what people are going to remember, really. And additionally, if people are able to walk through the space and have good experiences that are memorable and, and you know, involve their different senses as they walk through, it's going to just resonate that much more with them. That impression is going to last longer. So, so you dig into this on using using a 3D computer program to render this. It's uh, CAD, whatever you call it. I'm not sure exactly what program. It doesn't really matter which program it is. But you 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 look at it from so many different angles in in 3D form mm -hmm. uh, to Correct. to build this out so that you can see it and and 
check spaces and traffic flow and that sort of thing. Right, I would guess. right. For instance, so the physical requirements of this booth where they needed some high signage, they actually in this instance, they had to have all that height in the in the sort of split down on one side of the booth. It was a 20 by 40, but it was only on one, the 10 foot section of that 40 foot long space that they could have the high signage. It just the particular show regulations of this of this booth. Hmm. Um, they needed to have a large meeting area, which was behind these doors with the with the archway. Obviously, the shapes, all the all the arcs and the curves were heavily drawn from their um, logo. That branding was was really something that I was able to play with um, for a lot of the, the different elements in the booth. And I don't want to get stuck on this one too long because there's so many other <laughs> fun things. You know, we've got, um, this was a 3D printer uh, that wanted to have a new 40 by 40 space. And in this case, it's not that they had a lot of angles in their logo, but that was sort of a design element that was, was uh, something that they were using a lot in their branding at the time. So we had a lot of angles and fun sort of um, leading lines that, that draw you in and, and sort of take you around the space. And uh, we've got big things. We've got small things. I think you and I worked on this one yes. together, Tim. Yes. Um, and, and it really doesn't matter the size of the space. You know, what we're trying to do is really encompass a brand within whatever the dimensions are that we're given. So this space was more like a 15, a, a 10 by 15 foot space, I believe. And, uh, you know, it had a very specific purpose. You know, the, the Bob's Red Mill, they, they use these millstones, the, the type of architecture they use in their store and in their different properties is always this nice wood and a lot of the red color that's signature in their logo and, and just the, the sort of rough hewn timber and, and the hardware that's really thick and chunky and, and just suggests really, you know, good quality and value. Yeah, and, and so, so once once you see those uh, building materials, it, it does resonate with uh, everything else that you see about the brand, and uh, that's right. that seems to me to be one of the the, the biggest challenges that that you have to nail that with a, a trade show booth. Right, right. I'm just going to flip through a few more sure. designs so you can see some of the different types of spaces that we're able to create with our 3D software. And what's so good about the 3D software is that it really does create fairly realistic images where people literally can envision themselves walking into the space and walking around and sitting in this conference room and then the level of privacy that's going to be there with sort of a semi-sheer panel and and how much fun it's going to be to come in here and sit and watch this presentation that's going on in this space, you know, under this cool, uniquely shaped archway. And with the, the software, you can rotate the view to, to create a rendering from virtually any angle, uh, just exactly. so, so you can see it from inside, from backside, from front side, from above, from right. Um, right. From below, from, from, from a floor to a floor plan, from overhead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With all of these renderings that I'm showing you right now, when I produced the renderings for the presentation, it was it was more of a probably five to ten renderings minimum of each um, of each booth size because that really helps people to visualize the different ones. Sometimes right, that, with a smaller booth, you don't need as many views, but right, and that's a very simple but but striking uh, back wall there that you have with it looks like a ten by twenty, maybe a ten by thirty. It, it's a ten by twenty, yes. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm with just a, a simple greeting counter, but the off angles 
Uh, it doesn't look like there's a square angle in there almost. <laughs> no, yeah, it's all very angled and um, also backlit. These pieces yeah. are backlit. Yeah. So having those sort of unique shapes that really just push forward the logo and the shapes that you see in, in the name and in the logo marks the company, um, it, it really helps to emphasize the brand and helps people to remember it that much more. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot I mean, of curves could, there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, 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 it's fun. There's curves, there's angles, there's unique shapes. And some companies really have done a good job of coming up with unique shapes. I mean, this one wasn't as much about the shapes as much as the textures and the visual imagery that really helped to put through the, the brandy message of this company. Um, and, and, and with are, the with the spaces you're given, ten feet by ten or twenty or thirty or the even the mm -hmm. islands, it's so so constrained. And, and but you you have to find ways to put so much in there that still allows for the function of what the booth is, as well as the branding. So it's it's a unique challenge. Uh, there's a lot of other design uh, projects that are out there, but the exhibit design. There's one of our projects there, the the So Young yes, project. Yes. So. Which was an award winner. Award we could winning. mention that. <laughs> yes, that was fun. very good. Uh, which, we love uh, Yeah, we love it too, and the client as well with the closet and that, and that sort of thing. So you got to figure out. What you, and so, so, so let's talk about some of the questions that you try to get answered before you actually sit down to design. You you want to have a conversation with the client, if at all possible. If not, uh, you certainly want yeah. to have them chime in on some areas of uh, what they need to answer. So, what kind of questions do you want to ask? What kind of kind of things do you need Correct. to know? From yes. Them? I have I have a really good comprehensive list of questions that I like to share with um, account executives uh, or uh, people like you whenever you're going out to talk to a client. I mean, you have so much experience. I'm sure you you know these questions like the back of your hand. But there's some really good questions that really help designers, um, especially to come up with these designs that are going to be winners that are going to knock it out of the park that are going to fulfill all the requirements that the client that the client has stated to you. So um, the first thing I usually ask for is if who the client is, what the brand, if they have any branding guidelines, graphic files, or sometimes all we have to go on is is a website, an online presence. Maybe their Instagram or their Facebook is stronger than their website. So we ask for that information because we like to see how the client presents themselves in a 2D format. Right. Um, so that people can you know actually walk around in it um, I always like to to know what the what the timeline is when when that booth is going to be needed or that space is going to be needed when it's going to debut um, what size the booth needs to be it sometimes there's just one size that's needed sometimes there's a, a few different configurations that's needed and that's really important to know up front because we're going to design specific pieces for instance this design here is made of panels that can easily be reconfigured into inlines islands it can be a much larger island it can be a 10 by 10 we just take fewer of the panels if we need it to be smaller you know what and, I mean? and that's a common uh goal i would i would assume because a lot of companies mm -hmm. that are active in the trade show marketing world will do a couple of large expos so they want an island but they also do maybe a half a dozen or a dozen smaller shows throughout the year where they want only right. a 10 foot or a 20 foot so you want to be able to use those same materials and then that comes down to uh you know you've got to work with uh the fabrication folks so that they know that okay this is going to go out as a 10 by 10 as well as a, an island or whatever so that Correct. those pieces are easy to grab uh, and ship 
Uh, so there's a lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of balls in the uh-huh. air for that. Yeah. So yeah, right. uh, no, and people. I mean, it's a significant um, investment, so yes. it's totally understandable that people would want to be able to utilize it as much as possible and make good use of the properties that they're buying. Um, and and if we know that up front, we can really play to that strength and design pieces that are going to be easily reconfigurable to the specific sizes that the client needs. Um, if and also obviously the budget is always a fun a fun topic. Yes. <laughs> no one likes to talk about money, but it's really helpful for us to know what types of materials we can use because we have you know, materials that are uh, on the lower end cost-wise, and we have materials that are on the higher end, and we certainly don't want to um, cut it, sell anyone short if they want something that's on that higher end, and we certainly don't want to present something that is going to cost someone five times their annual budget. If And so if we know that ahead of time, we can really um, give them the best bang for their buck. Yeah, I think my, my first boss in this industry, industry said, don't show them something they can't afford. <laughs> so if you know what they can <laughs> yeah. afford, then you can create something that fits within their parameters. And, uh, you know, the other thing that, that just came to mind is that I've had a number of clients that have had booths and they've had them for two, three years. They've lived in them and a number of shows that, you know, the show could be two, three, four days long. They learn how they function different and they find out that over time, their needs change or they work, mm-hmm. they use them differently. And so uh, what used True. to be maybe a, a, a room, uh, like a, a little client meeting room actually became a, a hangout for, um, <laughs> you know, the, the staffers and they decide we don't need that because they need yeah. to go somewhere else to do that. <laughs> we need that area for display products or, or handing out things. Sure. And so things change. And so I've always advised Absolutely. Uh, companies to, once they get it, uh, they, they know what they want when they get it, but live in it figure out how it really works in the real world because that may think, uh, you know, people change yeah. things and you can make adjustments along the way without having to come up with a whole new booth either. So I think it's, yeah, it's totally normal for the the needs and requirements to sort of evolve over time as people get more experience in the, in the exhibit process. Um, and I do like to ask people too, you know, what worked or didn't work about their previous booths because oftentimes they'll be like, well, I really liked this this one seating area, but I really didn't like my closet or I really didn't like having a hanging sign or I, or I do want a hanging sign or that worked so well for me before. I absolutely have to have this type of item again. Um, So it's, it's always fun to to hear what worked and didn't work for them before because often that's a huge clue for us as designers, what's going to work for them this time. Um, I like to ask them, are they looking for something similar or different? Um, I like to ask if they're looking to purchase or rent the booth or a combination um, because we have rental properties that we can use if if their budget just can't handle a full purchase, you know, at this time. Um, Also, if they have any unusual dimensional restrictions, like the the show regulations sometimes can be um, a little bit odd at certain shows, and it's good to know that up front if they have certain height restrictions or setback restrictions. It's interesting. Um, yes, yeah, some some shows you can put something up high in a, in a shorter or smaller booth and that you can't at another show just because of the way the, yeah. the, the show rules are written. So it's good to know yeah. as much as you can about that. Some things you cannot anticipate, but obviously the more you can right. anticipate, the, the better off everyone is. Yeah. And, and with trade show properties, there really are so many different ways you can be flexible with how things are configured and what, how high they go or, or how far they, they come in from the, the setback on the floor. 
And so it's just good to know that up front, though, because then you can make sure that those flexible measures are implemented in the booth. Um, and it's just always easier to plan for it up front than it is to, to retrofit. Cool, Katina. Is there um, anything the else that you want to uh, share as far as what, what kind of things that they should bring to the table or, or think about prior to, to speaking with a designer such as yourself? Yes, yes. I had a few more things, and okay. I'll try to wrap these up for you here pretty succinctly. Um, I am asking a lot of times what are the physical properties that the exhibit needs to have, workstations, counters, flat wall, right. private meeting area, semi-private storage. Um, does the client need to display lots of products? If they do, dimensions and specs for those are helpful. If they have any materials or construction methods they prefer or that they want to stay away from. Um, does the booth need to be portable and lightweight or are they okay with packing it into crates? There's a huge discrepancy between what different exhibitors want to do there and that makes right. a huge difference in the design. Um, do they want to use show labor or their own employees to set up the booth? Again, that's going to determine what types of systems and, and materials we use. And if they have any inspirational images of, of design elements they like, um, even if they aren't trade show related, those can be very helpful for design inspiration. If they have any descriptive words that they would use to describe their company and what they want visitors to feel about the company when they look at the space or enter into the space and experience something in that space. And um, last of all, I really like to remind people that I'm happy to be on phone calls with them and when they're talking to their client and most designers are. Yes. And I know you, you like to utilize that yes. function yes. with us, Tim, because it's, it's really good for the designer to hear firsthand straight from the horse's mouth, what the client is looking for um, rather than have it sort of relayed in a secondhand manner. It's just, it's just, um, it's very, very helpful. There's a huge advantage to that. Gives you a chance to ask questions directly and clarify things. Yes, I would agree. So very cool. Yeah. Did I mention when we set this up that you could share one good thing? I don't think you did. Oh, I no. I shared about like <laughs> 10 good things here. I mean. <laughs> well, what I like to do on the podcast is, is wrap up the show with uh, one good thing. Now, it could be a book you've read. Okay. It could be a place you've gone. It could be uh, the last guest I had shared cigars. He likes cigars. Cigars were his one good thing that he wanted to share. <laughs> okay. Is there anything that comes to oh. mind, like a recent movie or maybe a trip you and your family you, you took? Uh, anything that you, you'd like to share mm. just, just to point out to people? Just, just some tell you something anything, good, huh? Anything that okay. that came to mind, it's good. Well, um, it was my daughter's first day of of school yesterday, third Ooh. grade, and she had a good day. So, in my book, that's a good day for me too. Ah, <laughs> uh, first days of school are always always fun for the parents, yeah. if not for the kids. But uh, <laughs> Katina's you been know, great. It's so fun. Yes, yeah. it is so fun. And you see them grow every year. You go, oh, gosh, they're in that grade now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Katina, it's a pleasure. Again, I appreciate your ex expertise sharing it here on the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks again to Katina at Classic Exhibits for taking some time to discuss 3D exhibit design. I hope you found something good to take away. Uh, this week's trade show tip comes from Classic Exhibits blog, Trade Show Tales. Uh, trade shows are like first dates or first meetings or job interviews. 
Uh, as it says, unless you have an ego, I'm reading from the script here, from the article, unless you have an ego like Donald Trump, these first scare the bejesus out of you. They should, no matter how well you prepare, the unknowns trump the knowns by a ratio of about 10,000 to one. If you've ever been on a blind date or even a first date with someone you've just met, you know that a date is about being the person you strive to be, not the person you are. So do your best to look good as much as you can and act that way too. That's the beginning of the article. Check the show notes for a link to the full article on how to treat a trade show like a first date. So this week's one good thing, uh, Katina's one good thing, by the way, was the first day of third grade, as you may have heard, for her daughter. My one good thing this week is the coming of fall. I will say that... uh, Every season is my favorite when the season rolls around, but I think fall really is my all-time favorite, uh, really my favorite. It harkens big changes, leaves change, color and fall, winds pick up, temperatures drop, and that means ski season isn't far away. <laughs> so fall begins in just a few days on September 22nd, so that's my one good thing this week, the coming of autumn. So hey, have a great week.